Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children 18 plus, you are tuned in to the Loan Officer Podcast with me, Dustin Owen, and my main man, JC, John Coleman. Dio was popping. Bro, I'm fired up. I got the CMB pen today. Hey, you down with CMB? Yeah, you know me. Yeah, you know me. It's an expensive yes, pen. Sir. That is an expensive pen. You're right. <laughs> that was like two years of my life, a few grand in uh, Delta, a few grand in Marriott, and a few grand to the uh, good old MBA, Mortgage Bankers Association. Look at that. The business behind the business. We should do an episode where we actually talk about the mortgage business. We talk a lot about the mortgage industry. Mm-hmm. But we don't talk a lot about the mortgage business, mm. you know, like where we start talking about what does it mean to hedge a lock or what does it mean to deliver a loan mandatory or what does it mean to to have a warehouse line? And what do you mean I can lose my warehouse line? And what happens if I do lose my warehouse line? Mm, I, I don't know none of that. But I'm giving you the uh, heads up, John, I that know. we are going to do a future yes. episode okay. where we talk about the mortgage business. Nice. Not so much the mortgage industry nice. or how to be a great LO or how to make sure you obtain the right home loan when you're purchasing that property. Right. We talk a lot about that. A lot about it. Yeah. I mean, that's the purpose of the show is to educate, mm-hmm. to entertain, motivate, and inspire. For sure. Yeah. It's everything you should have learned in high school, but you didn't because it wasn't taught. Yeah. Yeah. When we travel to places like Las Vegas, where we're going to be there in September, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, is that the 20th and 21st at yep. the Palms Hotel? Yeah. If you want to learn more about this event that John and I are going to be attending and speaking at, Mm -hmm. please go to tloponline.com or theloanofficerpodcast.com and uh, right on the home screen, John has upcoming events and you can see, click here for its Mortgage Mastermind or Mastermind 2022. It's a fantastic mortgage event. It's a two-day event. We're going to be out there for three days and three nights ourselves. Mm -hmm. Come hang out with us. Come participate, come be one with the group. Um, but when we're out there, that's what we're looking to do. We're looking to educate, entertain, motivate, inspire, and talk all things that are mortgage and housing related or all things that pertains to becoming a great loan officer. Or shooting and shooting dice. And rolling some dice. And rolling dice. Yeah. Shout out to Jolene in Colorado. Shout out Jolene. Yeah, Jolene was in town for her son's basketball tournament. What? Yeah. AAU? She couldn't tell me. Mm. She's one of those moms. Oh, really? Yeah. All she could tell me, he's really fast. He's really fast. He's really fast. <laughs> yeah. It. Okay, yeah. Yep. So her son's really fast. He <laughs> plays lots of sports. Basketball happens to be one of them. She okay. couldn't tell me if it's AAU or not. Okay. Yeah, I knew it was 15 U, though. Okay. Yep, so so 15 years she was in Orlando, so she and I, I grabbed lunch. Nice. That's one thing I like to do every day, grab lunch. Yeah. Yeah, so she was in town, like, let's grab lunch. That's awesome. She said, anywhere in particular, I go, yes, the Ale House, because it's one <laughs> yes. mile from my office. Do they mess up your order? Yes. Yes, what they a, did. Every time it's yes, undefeated. It's okay. It's okay. Don't, hey, we're going to get some haters. When is it not going to be okay, Dustin? When is it going to be okay for someone to do their damn job? I mean, I guess when they start charging me more than 16 bucks for a sandwich, I have no Wh- idea. Yo. The broccoli was on point, though. I was in Target yesterday, side note, and I walked up and down the um, action figure aisle. And, you know, G.I. Joe's used to be our thing as a kid. Guess how much they cost now. I'm going to guess $9.99. $17.99, Dustin. Ooh, I went to the movies. Okay. Okay. I went to the movies. <laughs> God, we are such boomers, John, <laughs> yeah. right now. Went and saw Elvis, by the way. Okay. Good movie. I wish someone told me it was three freaking hours long. Bro, that seems like an Amazon special all day. It was Friday night. So I figured the 640 movie would be about my speed because Fridays I'm worn the F out right. and I'm usually in bed by about 10. <laughs> right. So, um, yes, 
we are like going through the movie, going like watching it. We're watching it. It's good. It's a good movie. It's mm -hmm. worth seeing. But my daughter, who's 14, kept on like reaching over to my wife. She was like, hey, mom, when does he die? Oh, yeah. When is this over? When, when does the dude oh, die? That's part two. They're going to make up. Uh, I'm like, well, he ain't fat yet, so he's not going to die anytime soon. No, but it was, uh, it was a good movie. Y'all should go see it or you should rent it in Netflix and chill when it comes out. But um, the movie's for four of us because my daughter brought her friend. Oh. Like sixty bucks Yo, in tickets. What? Yeah. Was it worth it though? The memories will last a lifetime, I'm sure. No, honestly, honestly <laughs> not. No. Did no, you go to Oviedo Theater? Yeah, I did. Shout out Oviedo um, with the sticky floors. Yeah. All movie theaters have sticky <laughs> floors, John. Not just our hometown movie theater. But what I did like, uh, in general, mm -hmm. when I'm spending the sixty dollars, mm -hmm. here's my thought. Have am I contributing to my four oh one K? Yes. Have I contributed to my IRA? Yes. Do I have six months reserve? Yes. yes. Are all my bills paid and then do I not have consumer debt? Yes. Cool. If I want to spend $60, I will because I ain't going to like miss it when right. it's gone. Right. Now, if I hadn't answered yes to those first five right. questions, yeah. I probably shouldn't have been spending the money. Okay. But I could answer yes to all of those, mm -hmm. even in a down year. Right. And um, yeah. In fact, speaking of a down year, you know what would be a good topic? What's a good topic, Dion? Let's talk about earnings because they're well, down. It sounds like a report card for business people. Uh, yes, it is, John. I just came up yes, with that. <laughs> yes, earnings are a report card for business people. Some people got A's, some people got D's. Yeah, how many John Coleman's are out there this Yo, year? Yo, I've only, uh, what's that? Depends, what, what, what grade are we talking? Uh, how were you in ninth grade, high school, ninth grade? Uh, first. I said high school as if there's high other. High school, ninth grade. No, because well, no. you grew up north. You could yeah, have been yeah, like yeah, junior yeah, right, high right, school. Right, right, no, uh, ninth grade was the last time I made honor roll. It was, yeah, straight B's, and then it fell off hard from there. Hard. <laughs> Like C's and D's? Uh, no, nah, just C's and B's. Occasional, like, wandering D. One time, someone dropped an F in history, and I had to go. I had to drive to central office and get it changed. Yeah, <laughs> Did you to. have to name drop? Yeah, I went and told my mom. <laughs> and then she and she says, uh-uh, not today. And then she drove back and talked to the principal. Not my son. Not my son. Not I my got son. my F to a D, so it's all good. Yeah, well, there were there were plenty of John Coleman's circa ninth grade. Right, okay. In 2020, 2021. Okay. There's a lot of John Coleman's 10th, 11th grade uh, right uh, now. Really? Right now. Do so, tell. All right. So, like, anyone who doesn't, like, monitor the news mm -hmm. and live up in the news, I can tell you this. It starts with the big banks. City, Wells Fargo, Chase. All came out. Earnings in the gutter, in the toilet. Right? Mortgage volume down. The, mortgage, the, mortgage, uh, the mortgages that they are closing and funding, mm -hmm. way less profitability. Cost up, revenue down. Then you turn around and say, well, what happens over the past month? Well, we saw Sprout go out of business. Right? That was a mortgage lender. Yes, they specialized in non-QM. Non-QM. We did a whole entire episode of non-QM. Mm -hmm. Do you remember what non-QM stands for? Yeah, non-qualified mortgage. You don't qualify. Yeah. Hey, ma'am or sir, you don't qualify for a standard conventional loan. So let's, so let's give you this special product. Super specialized. Yes. And the problem with super specialized products, it doesn't have a, it has a very super specialized purchaser or buyer or investor on the back end. Mm -hmm. And the minute those people start losing interest, there's no longer a buyer. So now there's a lender with a whole bunch of loans for people who don't qualify and they can't sell them. Mm -hmm. Well, if you run out of money to fund and you're a company that makes money off of lending money, mm -hmm. you kind of go out of business. So that happened. And then uh, we've been we've been uh, studying what's going on over at FGMC. 
for the most part, they haven't gone out of business, but they laid off 75% of their workforce and they filed for bankruptcy protection. Mm. So I kind of wanted to talk about today earnings okay. in general and the earnings calls and what are we going to see or what do I foresee that we're going to see and why are these earnings and should we be freaking out? Like, okay, well, why is a pretty easy answer. Why are earnings in the gutter? Well, we're coming off of two years of euphoria. Mm -hmm. Two years that were filled in like Oompa Loompa land. <laughs> like that wasn't realistic, but you had a ton of companies and lenders and bankers who some got it and some prepared. Hey, look, this is an anomaly. I'm going to make mine. I'm going to get mine. Mm -hmm. I'm going to spend a little bit extra because I can, but I'm not going to prepare for this to go on forever. Mm -hmm. Others said they knew this wasn't going to go on forever, but they didn't act that way. They made it a new business model. Well, it was too easy. Yeah. It was too easy to every day wake up and just crush a couple refis. It was too easy to go spend some money purchasing leads and have a call center who just churned out outbound phone calls to find the next person who was looking to save two or 300 bucks a month. It was just way too easy. And although I, I knew I shouldn't have been doing what I was doing, mm -hmm. it was just too easy not to. Mm -hmm. So I never changed my behavior. And now that it's too late, I'm trying to change said behavior. Mm -hmm. Right. And we all can find various analogies in life, whether it's relationship, husband and wife, whether it's relationship human to to the food consumption that they have, mm. where we get into to opportunities where we know we shouldn't put that in our mouth. We, sh we know we shouldn't say or do that one thing to our spouse, but we don't have it in us to not. Mm -hmm. And we just think, well, we'll be better the next day. But then the next day turns in the next month, the next month, the next quarter, the next quarter, the next year. And then next thing you go, by the time you go to change, it's way too late. Mm -hmm. So like, this is the beginning. This right now is the beginning. Here we are, middle of July. We are in the beginning of third quarter. So first quarter, our first quarter is way behind us. Second quarter has ended. People are, are finishing out their books. And the Giants are usually the first to report their earnings. And their earnings, both City, Wells Fargo, and Chase have all come out in the past week. And they weren't good. Mm -hmm. They were expected not to be good, but they were worse than not good. And we have to learn from it. Well, is there anything that we could have done differently? No, for those three companies, I would say the answer is no. There's nothing you could have done differently. This is not their first rodeo. They know what they're doing. They made piles of money in 2020, 2021. They hired, they hired a ton of people, probably not even enough. They hired as many people as they could to keep up with demand. And then when they couldn't do that, they had other measures in place, whether it was offshoring, whether it was finding temporary, or whether it's just shutting off the valve, yeah. like slowing down the amount of business that came up so that they could make the money when, where they made it. And the bigger banks, they recognize, it's almost like the, the, the two in 10 model. They know that every decade, there's two years, they're gonna make a shit ton of money. Mm. And then there's gonna be those other eight years that are somewhere between, holy cow, this is terrible, to okay, we broke even. But if you're a big bank, you have to offer a mortgage, so you do. If you don't offer mortgage, then you're gonna end up losing banking clients who go to other banks who do offer mortgage. So most banks in general, and it's why personally I don't work for a bank, mm -hmm. is because their approach to mortgage is fickle. 
Some days they like it. Some days they love it. Most days they loathe it. And others, they just have disdain towards it. But that is what's transpiring. You're seeing earnings reports coming out, and they're not that great. We've already witnessed one company totally fail, and one company is on the brink of failure. Um, and again, one of those companies was a non-QM. Uh, and, and the other company specialized, I would, I would say FGMC, although they did some non-QM, they also did a lot of low FICO government loans, like the 580 FHA, the 580 VA. Mm -hmm. They're playing in, in that realm as well. And their backer, which is a national backer, PIMCO, for whatever reason, PIMCO looked at their book of business and chose not to infuse capital. Think about that. Why would PIMCO not want to infuse capital into one of their assets? Do they think that they are throwing good money after bad? Did they not like their business model? I don't know. Like I've never worked for FGMC. They're, I think they're out of Texas, and I've only been to Texas a couple of times, let alone live there. Right. Shout out to my buddy Aaron Quartz, who is moving back to Texas, by the way. Right. He shot me a message on uh, LinkedIn the other day, and I think Quartz is trying to get a piece on the uh, – uh, on TLOP here in the centerpiece because he wanted our mailing address. Okay, nice. So, yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting to see what Quartz uh, – Aaron Quartz is the type of dude, just FYI, I'm going to go down a rabbit hole. This is where you why you know a dude's a good dude. He said, Dio, if you're ever in Texas, you need either a good alibi or, or, a, or a good glass of bourbon. Hit me up. Nice. I'm like, you're my boy, Quartz. <laughs> Quartz, like, like you, you legitimately – have offered me an alibi just right, in case I ever need one. I'm a lead with that. Yes. If you ever need an alibi. If you ever need an alibi, you know I'm, I'm your guy. That's the one you can trust. So right. um, you may be wondering, John, but then what does this mean, Dio? Like, like, why are we talking about earnings? And I think what this means is if the big dogs are suffering, what about everybody else? The trickle-down effect, right? Yep. So we're going to release this episode – Maybe tomorrow, right? Tomorrow, yeah. Yeah, so we're going to release this one tomorrow. Tomorrow's going to be July 19th. So when you're listening to this, it's July 19th because today's July 18th. And when you're listening to this, understand that there are hundreds, hundreds, if not thousands, of mortgage companies, some large, some small, some in between, that are going to have to report their earnings. Now, very few of them report them publicly because very few are public companies. But... They still have to report them to the companies that they do business with. So if you're a mortgage company and you're funding loans off of a warehouse line, which, by the way, that's 99% of all mortgage companies fund their loans off of a warehouse line, your warehouse lender needs you to send them your, your quarterly right. report. See what you've been doing. I over need there. to see your PL. I need to see how you're doing. How solvent out are you? Where are your costs? Where's your revenue? Where's your overhead? Where's the risk to us? Because as your warehouse lender, you're using my warehouse line to fund your production. So if you're funding $100 million a month, which means you're a $1.2, let's just call it a billion dollar a year originator, mm -hmm. puts you somewhere around the top 100, the lower 100, but you're somewhere there then I need to make sure that you're going to be in business because what I'm doing as a warehouse lender is I'm fronting you the money so you can fund the loan, and then you're going to go to the secondary market and deliver that loan, whether it's to Fannie Mae, whether it's to an aggregator, what have you. And those companies are going to purchase those loans as long as they were underwritten under the certain 
rules, specifications, guidelines, etc. So like there's a business going on uh, besides yeah. it. I know when I'm running a mortgage operation that relies on a warehouse line of credit, I can only stay in business if I have that warehouse line of credit. Like think about this. If I was a mortgage company that did $1.5 billion in volume mm -hmm. on an annual basis, liquid, I'm probably $20 million liquid. 20 million. That may sound like a lot of money. Not when I'm funding over $100 million a month. That means I'm funding somewhere around $50 million a day. <laughs> I have four days worth yeah, of loans. Four days worth of loans. If I lose my warehouse line of credit because I'm not a profitable entity, I'm not running a, a solid, mm -hmm. sound company, I have four days before I'm out of business. Is that what happens? So, like, how much time? Let's say your warehouse lender is like, all right, I'm shutting you guys off. Do you have, like, a four-day window? Or is it like it stops, like, today, and then you're kind of looking around, and it's like, all right. You know what, John? I don't know that exact answer, but how about this? It's somewhere between one and four days. Okay. That ain't a whole lot of time. Right. One in four days. It's not like, hey, guys and girls, we hit some turbulence, yeah, yeah, yeah. and we're going to spend the next 60 days tightening our belts, okay? Maybe right. – Maybe where everyone's going to have off on, on Fridays and we're going to go to 32 hour work weeks or maybe this. Right. No, it's, you got one to four days to figure your shit out. More than likely you're going under. Really? Yeah. You, you lose your warehouse line. You're basically done. So you That's how I experienced it in mm -hmm. 2008. That's how friends of, of mine who, um, currently work at the same mortgage company I do, but they experienced it in 2019, I think. No. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, 2017 right. is when they experienced it and ended up uh, being sold down the river yeah. uh, because their mortgage company lost their warehouse line. And all of this transpires when earnings reports come out and the earnings reports show a loss, right? Because you have to show your P&L. It's called a profit and loss statement because right. it's going to show you your profits if you have them mm -hmm. as well as your losses if, if you had them. Right. And we're in that season that this is going to transpire. I'm going to make a... Um, pro projection, mm -hmm. prognosis. Okay. There's going to be less mortgage lenders in November 1st as there were August 1st. Damn. Yes. There's some people tuned in right now to this episode whose employer is going to either be forced into a merger with another like-minded company. Mm-hmm because they were insolvent, they're going to be fire sold, or they're just going to ultimately collapse. So what happens, like, I'm a loan originator, and I get what I absorbed, I get kicked out. What happens to that loan that's in process? That's a great question. That is a great, so, so what happens? That loan that's in process has no way of funding. You now need to scramble and do what's right for your client and find a local lender who can take their file and get it closed. Really? So it's like, hey, man, they're shutting the doors. I can't do anything. I'm going to try to find your, like, a nest egg for you in, like, three days. Yeah. We ain't got no money, homie. Damn. Like, we have no money. And by the way, if you can, put yourself in the, sh in the shoes of the consumer. Too many times in this situation, a loan officer is going to find a way for them mm -hmm. to get paid. Mm -hmm. Don't worry about your paycheck. I know it sucks because you have a family to provide for and food to put on the table. Don't. Just don't. What you need to be doing is you need to be grabbing that file and getting it over to one of your local competitors. If you don't know a local competitor, use this as your opportunity to get friendly with someone in your market 
And then by the way, make it a point to never ever again in your career, not to have a network of local mortgage professionals that you can synergize with. Like it's always good to get together twice a year for lunch and just talk shop. It's also nice. We talked about this in a coaching group we did this morning where I was encouraging the loan officers. You need to have a, a couple loan officers in your market that you know, like, and trust because there's going to be certain times that they screw up a loan and because they screwed it up, they now can't fund it and you want them to flip it to you. And there's going to be times that you'd screw up a loan and you need it somewhere to flip, but you want to flip it somewhere where you know the person isn't going to try to snake your referral source. Hmm. You know someone's not going to try to sit there and and uh, badmouth you yeah. to everyone involved in the transaction. And there's also going to be times that they have a product that you don't have and vice versa. Mm -hmm. So you can turn that person into a referral source. Yeah. So if and when, for those that are tuning in, this is the first time you're hearing about it being earnings season. And, you know, we already have you know, we're 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 definitely and vastly aware that better.com and Wyndham Capital and a lot of these direct-to-consumer models are absolutely tanking, that they are just shedding. They are shedding bodies the way that I shed weight living in <laughs> Orlando, yeah. Florida, the vote of the sweatiest Yo. city in America. Is that really? That's hot as hell. Just walking from the office to my car, I bet yeah. I shed a bucket <laughs> of sweat, right? Yeah, right? But those companies out there have shed bodies that way. Um, you also have companies like Lone Depot. Lone Depot throughout this year is going to cut 40% of their sales staff. Do you think they're doing that because they're making money? Hell no. No. Now, some of it, maybe they're doing it because they had to right size, right? They had hired and ramped up for two years because they had the that euphoric mm -hmm. record volume. And those people who were brought in should have understood and should have been explained to them or they should have been bright enough to put two and two together that this was temporary. Right, you got an opportunity to learn a skill set because there was a, a need for you. But the minute there wasn't going to be a need for you, we are going to have to let you go. Kind of like working at a mall in 1999 between Thanksgiving and Christmas. Right, you knew that malls back 20 years ago staffed up for the holiday sales, yeah, they did. but you weren't a full-time employee. Mm -hmm. Hell, Disney does that. The airlines do that. Right. Guess what, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, the mortgage industry does that too. We do that. We did that in 2004, five, and six. We did that in 2013, 14, 15. We did that in 2020, 2021. Mm -hmm. You better believe we're gonna do it the next time we need mm -hmm. a whole bunch of people to understand there's a T in mortgage and to help us push this paperwork around. Right. What you have to understand though, is if you are the one being let go, ask yourself why. We've done enough topics, or enough uh, uh, mm -hmm. podcast episodes about that. Right now, let's talk more about answering your question. Yeah which is, well, what happens? Well, more than likely loan officers, you need to go find a new employer. As a loan officer with a book of business, you finding a new employer could be actually a fun exercise because mm -hmm. the recruiters are gonna be out like Florida fishermen on the first day of red snapper season, <laughs> yeah. right? Boats are lined up at 4 a.m. They're ready to hit the fishing grounds by 6 a.m., right? Yeah. Fighting over spots. If you're an ops, processor, underwriter, closer, it's going to be a little bit more difficult. You are going to need your loan officers to vouch for you. Mm. So now processors, closers, underwriters, it's a little bit too late for this, but for the future, let me ask you, are you that underwriter, that closer, or that processor that every loan officer 
wishes hmm. was on their file. I want her on my lawn. Yeah. 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 Oh, man, I love – yes, Larry's great to work with. He's tough. Yeah. But he's good to work with. He's yeah. reasonable. He picks up the phone. <laughs> yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, oh, man, I love when Jen is the closer because Jen gets my stuff done. Mm-hmm. Now, if I'm wrong, she lets me know where I'm wrong, and she mm-hmm. tells me where I need to get better, but she gets my stuff done. Well, or not, because these are situations where you're going to need your sales teams. You know, those men and women who go out there, bring the loans in the door. Yeah. You're going to need them to vouch for you. And if they don't vouch for you, then that's a learning opportunity for the next time you're able to score employment within the mortgage industry. Yeah. Uh, but LOs, find a home for that loan because that loan's not going to fund. Hmm. Yep, like I had lunch with Jolene. True story. Jolene had a bank statement loan with Sprout. Mm-hmm. Sprout's the company that we said went out of business, right? Mm-hmm. I said, Jolene, what happened? Said she had, said she had to call the client and say, I'm so sorry. The company I was brokering my loan to has gone out of business. They lost the home. They lost her escrow deposit. Yo, what? Yeah, because it's a bank statement loan. Bank statement loans are yeah, some of the hardest loans to get to get uh, um, closed. They're just difficult. It's, what, for, it's a non-QM loan. They didn't qualify, so right, now you're no. trying to use 12 months of bank statements. What's the What's the biggest learning lesson then for like some of these banks that maybe are lenders that got in trouble, had to downsize, so they don't get in the situation five, six years from now? Or are they just gonna, when the refi boom hits again, they're just gonna get with their hand caught in the cookie jar and they'll be like, oh, well. There is always going to be that one friend, right? That one friend that takes it too far. Right. One too many shots, one too many tasteless jokes. That one went too far, mm-hmm. right? Oh, I'm good. I'm good. I can drive. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. DUI later, yeah. they're locked up. Yeah. Like, I think you just always get that. You always get people that think it's, it's not me or I'm the narcissist in us come out. Oh, I'm, I'm too good. I'm too smart. I'll always figure out a way. And you always do until you don't, right? You always do until you don't. And for some people, it justifies Maybe they made so much money the past five, seven years. If the price that they had to pay was running a company in the ground and ruining 300 people's weeks, possibly lives because they're now unemployed to that narcissist that was running the company. Why does he or she care if he or she just made 30, $40 million of the past, you know, just a small price to pay. Some people don't think outside of themselves. I can't, you know, I can't speak to them. I can just only throw out some hypothetical or some, some suggestions. All I can let you all know is that it is earnings season. If you want to check the corporate earnings, they are out. Citibank, Wells Fargo, Chase, they weren't good. Uh, we haven't seen Loan Depots yet. We haven't seen United Wholesales yet. We haven't seen Guilds yet. We haven't seen Rocket Companies yet. All of those are publicly traded companies, so we are going to be able to see their, mm. uh, their earnings. And then there's all the companies that aren't publicly traded. Mm. And you will not be able to see theirs but please know that just because you don't see them doesn't mean that someone else doesn't see them right fannie mae wants to see them freddie mac wants to see them jenny mae wants to see them these are all mortgage lenders that are probably approved seller servicers of freddie fannie jenny um how about they sell loans to certain aggregators Oh, we sell our loans to Penny Mac, or we sell our loans to Amerihome, or we sell our loans to Wells Fargo, or we sell our loans to North Point, or we sell our loans to Input mm-hmm. Aggregator here. Guess what? They want to see your earnings. Your warehouse lenders, they want to see your earnings. All these people want to see your earnings. Your state auditors want to see your earnings. 
What if a certain state doesn't like your earnings? Now, all of a sudden, you can't originate in that state. Damn. Right? So these are all things that are transpiring. The canary in the coal mine, which do you know where that comes from, canary in the coal mine? I think coal miners that would send canaries in to see if it's hospitable for workers going. Yes. You, yeah, it was, it was a, I used to always wonder, well, what the hell does that mean? Yeah. Legitimately, they would bring a bird cage with a canary in there. R.I.P. Mr. Canary. And the minute the canary died, you knew that there was way too much carbon monoxide that, yeah. in that mine. It was time for you to get out. Yeah. Because the carbon monoxide was going to poison and kill a bird before it ever would a human. Right. So that was, if the canary in the coal mine is the, the uh, predictor. Right. Well, if the canary in the coal mine is first we saw a company who specialized in not qualified mortgages, non-QM. Mm -hmm. Then we saw a mortgage company that maybe specialized in low FICO government loans. Mm -hmm. Now we're seeing Wells and Chase and Citi report pretty rough earnings, especially due to the mortgage industry and the lack of profitability. What does that mean going forward? Now, if you work for a publicly traded company, like I work for one, I can look up our earnings. I don't know what two Q is going to be, but I saw what one Q was and Hey, we made a million point five dollars. Yeah. Look, it wasn't the 10 million we, we, we made in Q1 or the 20 million we we made in Q1 the first year. Right. I mean, not the first year, a year ago, mm -hmm. it was still a profit, right? It was still a profit. My hope is that, and my goal is that, well, we still see a profit in second quarter. 50% of mortgage companies will be profitable in second quarter. Is that good? Is that a good number? Let me reverse it, John. 50% of mortgage companies will lose money <laughs> right, in right, second quarter. Right, yeah. And what's scary is second and third quarter are our money-making quarters. Mm. So shit's about to get real. Right, yeah. It's about to get real. I don't want anyone to panic. I don't want anyone to freak out. I just want them to be educated and be aware. And if it happens, good news for you. 50% of mortgage companies are profitable. There are going to be plenty of places for you and your borrowers and your referral sources to go and find, find shelter, seek shelter. There's going to be certain companies that, hey, this was a kick to the gut, but we're good because of X, Y, or Z. We received a cash infusion. This was a one-time, mm -hmm. we're going to sell some MSRs and we're going to raise capital, right? So... But it's just, it's just good to know. It's good so that people aren't caught off guard. Worst case is you tuned into something like this and you're like, oh, that's not me. Oh, right. that's not me. Oh, that's not me. But if you start seeing the writing on the wall, you're like, oh, shit, that may be me. Right. But Dio and JC don't freak, said don't freak out. Don't freak out. This is business in general, mm -hmm. right? Not, not every year is a great year. If every year was a great year, the word great would mean nothing. Right. Not every year can be a good year because the same exact thing. Like we're going to have good years. We have great years. We're going to break even years. And there's going to be some rough years. This is one of those rough years because we're coming off of the euphoric years. Right. And it's rough from a profitability standpoint. There's still plenty of loans out there to originate. There are still plenty of people buying houses. It's just that we vamped or vamped up the number of associates to support those euphoric years that we have to now make take corrective actions yeah. some of those corrective actions we can take on our own some are going to be forced upon us that's both individual companies and that as well as speaking largely as the industry but i think it's good to know i think everyone should should want to know 
where are our earnings as compared to the industry mm. earnings? And if you read Rob Christman's blog, he does a decent job. Um, there's a company out there called Stratmore, S-T-R-A-T-M-O-R-E, I believe is how it's spelled. You can check out what Stratmore does because Stratmore does a lot of analytics as it pertains to mortgage companies. And um, Rob Christman, who I believe also works for Stratmore, Rob references Stratmore a lot in his daily email um, publications. You can sign up for Rob Christman for free, and it is truly an email that comes out every single morning. And uh, you can read through it. Mm. And that's where I get a lot of my nuggets and a lot of my news. That in um, NBA Newslink. So NBA Newslink is where I read today about Wells Fargo and City. Mm. And it was also NBA Newslink that had Chase's last week. Word. Yeah. Shout out for the uh, episode. Shout out for what? <laughs> Shout out for the episode idea. Oh, yes. There we go. Shout yeah. out for the episode. So, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children 18 plus, that's kind of what's going on in the mortgage industry right now. Um, we're definitely not in freak the F out mode, but we're definitely in the high alert mode. Right, hey, right. what's going on? What does this mean? Deep breath. Take a step back. It's all going to be okay. But great chance our entire landscape looks a whole lot different six months from now than it does right now. Awesome. That's all the time for you and you and you <laughs> and John. That is all the time that John and I have for you today, but we will look forward to catching you on the next episode. Peace. Peace.